it's up to the individual to take the responsibility where if, if the, the company that you're working for is not adequately preparing you for your career or your training, you should take a little responsibility into your own hands and find someone that will. I think if you have the skills to be able to fix something to keep it going as opposed to replacing it, um, people see a lot of value in that too. I'd love to get some female apprentices on. I think it'd be a really cool way to um, to grow the grow the industry. The whole point of, of starting my own business now is to be able to live more authentically. That is plumber Ella Starr. She's my next guest on the Contracting Handbook podcast, where this month we celebrate women in construction. And she's going to talk about her vision for her company and where she came from, apprenticeship, and working for other people before she bailed on that and went off on her own. And if it's your first time joining me, my name is Mike Kenoki. I'm a general contractor in Fairbanks, Alaska, and now I'm contractor at large, talking to people all around the world about their contracting businesses, trade contracting businesses, or the business of making the world go round. Here's a couple more bites so you can see what we have in store for you today. Please stick around. It's really, really nice to see the evolution of the industry, a good attitude from people genuinely wanting to make the industry better. There's been a big push for, for women in trades. Maybe two years ago, there was something like 50-something uh, female plumbers in the whole country. And uh, last year, it, was, it almost doubled. It's 100 and something. I want to always find you know, new and exciting ways of solving problems, understanding the people that you have hired, you know, and understanding what makes them click. Um, a lot of people aren't motivated by money, for example, but they're quite happy to, to put in the same amount of time um, and the same amount of effort, but maybe, you know, have a different work-life balance. It doesn't always matter how you get there. It's just, you know, if you have a common goal and you want to get there, following instructions, going, yes, boss, all right, well, it's your business at the end of the day. I'll just do as I'm told, you know, and now I can sort of sit back and go, actually, that doesn't align with how I want to do life. It's been a really, a really cool um, mindset change, I suppose. That's something that I always tried to drum into the apprentices at this last place. I said, take your shoes off. If, you're, if your nana had a, a tradie come over and they left this place a mess and they walked in with their muddy boots, you'd be pissed off. My next guest is a plumber out of Christchurch, New Zealand, who officially launched her plumbing outfit on March 7th. Without further ado, it's Ella Starr of Plumber Ella Plumbing. Hi, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Was the name Plumber Ella from? Um, more from Cinderella. <laughs> I had a contractor actually, or like a laborer, um, give me that nickname years ago and was must have been in my second or third year of my apprenticeship and I hated it I absolutely hated it and I didn't understand where it came from and one day I said to him I said well what is this this plumberella and he was like oh you know it's like Cinderella you're like a plumbing princess and I was like all right okay <laughs> and it was just kind of stuck and and it's kind of grown on me and I really like it now <laughs> cool well I I like the name and I like your logo it's cool Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I drew that myself. <laughs> oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. So you're an artist as well. Uh, no, no. 
just got lucky with that one. I just got lucky. I had a, a, a wonderful template, which is actually my steel caps that I wear. Mm. So <laughs> Okay, cool. Pop that on the table and it was a, a nice, easy, an easy copy. What's the best thing you see in the construction industry today? I would say it's really, really nice to see the evolution of the industry. Um, you know, for so long, for so many decades, there's been, you know, this is how we do things and, and this is how it's always been. And, and now um, there's a lot of, it's really, really nice to see the evolution of the industry and, and, and really a good attitude from people genuinely wanting to make the industry better. And, and that's really nice to see, you know, there's, there's a lot of innovation um, around the trades and, and, and trying to make our lives easier. You know, there's, there's not so much of this, um, oh, this is my business and this is, um, I'm not going to help you or tell you how I do what I do. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of sharing, information sharing. And um, yeah, it's, it's a really nice, a really nice thing to see. Um, people trying to work together and to help each other do better and, and be better. And um, I think it's a, a really good direction for, for the industry. And what do you see as the biggest problem in the construction industry today? Probably that, that old, old school attitude still. Um, that is, you know, it is, it is slowly disappearing, but there's, there's still a little bit of that, uh, I don't know that that old old school that old boy club kind of thing um which I mean I say old boy it's not necessarily only men it's you know people people are so used to doing things in a certain way and 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 having a new technology or or a new technique or something come come up it can be quite confronting and so a lot of people are just like nope not not interested you know with this is how we've always done it um and I think that that sort of stagnates progress so hopefully we'll see a bit bit more of an attitude change in the coming years I'm yeah sure and i think it i think it's fair to call it the good old boys club because yeah. uh, as as we are in women in construction week right now um obviously it's a male dominated industry and yes i'm reading all week long that women make up compose only 10 percent of the construction workforce so mm. I think it's even less here, something like one to three percent. Um, oh, in New is, Zealand, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, um, it's definitely changing. Um, I heard it was uh, maybe two years ago there was something like fifty something uh, female plumbers in the whole country, and uh, last year it was it almost doubled, so hundred and something, um, which is really cool. It was really nice to see that um, there's there's been a big push for for women in trades. Um, especially with what's been going on the last few years, women were disproportionately affected by, you know, job losses and things. And I think it's pushed a lot of people into, okay, what can I, what can I do where I feel a bit more valued or where I can um, make a bit more of a difference and, and um, trades are a great place to start. So one of the uh, recent podcasts you did with, uh, with Gina um, really, really spoke to me because I, I really um, I really enjoyed listening to it, first of all, because you, you obviously both brought up a lot of very valid points. Um, but it's something as well that I've been uh, noticing and struggling with um, in the construction industry and in the trade industry is, is that, um, 
you know, there are a lot of young people that aren't interested in getting into the trades. And, and I think we still do possibly have what you, what you refer to as like shop class in schools, but there's a lot less interest in it. Um, I think in the younger generation that's coming through, maybe my generation, can I say that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, there's, there's that. And then there's, you know, the people that do, do find an interest and do want to get into, into a trade. Um, I then met with this, this attitude of, of um, people just not wanting to teach. And that's something that I actually, I did a video on a few years ago on my Instagram where there, I give one example of um, in my third year of my apprenticeship and I was still going to, to tech schools. So um, you go in and you do like a week long block course. Um, we were doing hot water cylinder um, practical tests. And there was a guy in my group, bear in mind, this is a, our third year out of what, four and a half or something. And he'd never touched a hot water cylinder before. I said, <laughs> said to him, I said, mate, what have you been doing this whole time? What is your company doing? Um, how are they not, not teaching you? Um, and how are you as a person putting up with that? Um, when, when this is your career? you know I mean for me this is I, I, I really like my job I really enjoy my job I want to be um, better at it I want to I want to always find you know new and exciting ways of of solving problems and he was yeah I know he was just he got really upset and he was he was really emotional about it and I said look you know we can't help you you know you've got to help yourself to um, to be able to do this assessment and I feel really bad for him but at the same time, I think it's up to the individual to um, take the responsibility where if, if the, the company that you're working for is not adequately preparing you for your, for your career or your training, um, you, should, you should take a little responsibility into your own hands and, and find someone that will, which goes back to my story where I've been now through, I think, seven companies <laughs> before starting my own. Uh -huh. um, just trying to find people that were genuinely interested in passing on information, which, um, which sounds really stupid because you're an apprentice and there's, you know, the whole point of an apprenticeship is to, is to pass on information. Um, but the, yeah, they're, they're quite interested in just um, throwing you out on your own and, and, and leaving you to it almost and going, Oh, well, you know what you're doing. You know, no, I've got no idea what I'm doing. That's the point. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I did finally, um, I did finally find a company that was um, was incredible, and then the light came on. You know, it was like, oh, this is what it was supposed to have been like all this all this time. You know, um, mm. and I honestly, I, I learned more um, working with that one company in about a year's time than I did in the, in the three or four years previous. Um, which is a, a credit to, to my old boss. You know, he was, he was an incredible man and, and just a really genuine person. And I got a lot of time for him still. <laughs> Great. You're, you're a quick study and then you just took off on your own. You're like, yep, thanks, yeah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I moved. Uh, I was working for him in Auckland and I moved down to Christchurch. Uh -huh. It was the, the lifestyle change. There yeah. was, um, Auckland's one of the most congested cities in the Southern Hemisphere. So you spend uh, okay. four hours of your day just, just trying to get to and from mm. work. 
madness. And no. just, it was it was infuriating. Yeah. So um, we came down for the lifestyle change. Um, people here complain about it taking 15 minutes to get from one side of town to the other. And you're just kind of sit there going, poor, really? Is that <laughs> oh, that's terrible for you. <laughs> Good for you for lifestyle change. And that sounds like where I live too. My <laughs> electrician will be like, it took me 20 minutes to get here. I'm like, oh, that's the worst. And how many cars did you see on the way? Like five. Yeah. How many moose uh, were there yeah, on the road? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right now, there's a lot. Uh, yeah. That mentality of not teaching is, is it keeps coming up. And, and um, I do want to point out that Gina Hoyt, she really drove a lot of the other shows. The, the questions she asked, the things she said have driven so many other people that have come on the show and and i i i listen to the everybody talking about how no one wants to teach and i think about my own failures and that and and the the people who didn't teach me well along the way i had great teachers but i had really zero teachers too and the that like expectation of mind reading like why didn't you just understand yeah <laughs> and I, I know that they didn't just understand someone showed them but yeah but it is fascinating how some people just can't see past that, that they have to pass it on. Yeah. And I think, you know, to a certain point I can kind of empathize because there are a lot of idiots out there and, you know, I'm not going to single anyone <laughs> out, but there are a lot of um, young apprentices i'll keep that gender neutral because there's it's definitely on both sides but there are a lot a lot of young apprentices that will come through and they're just um lacking motivation shall we say or interest at all you know that mm. it's just a job for them or you know their parents have got them this opportunity or um they're just floating around in life and they don't really know what they want yet. And so they just show up and, and do the bare minimum. And there's, there's always a lot of that. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Um, I come from hospitality. There's, there's a lot of those people around and they're young and that's fine. You know, eventually, hopefully you're supposed to grow out of that. Um, but I think a lot of the, lot of the old, old boys maybe um, have been so, so jaded by that by those experiences you know they go oh god this apprentice again like is he even going to show up today or um you know is he going to crash the van this week or you know there's always you know there's that side of it as well and so I can kind of empathize with that but at the same time it's every individual is different and you need to look at it in that way as well so you know it's a matter of understanding the people that you have hired, you know, and understanding what makes them click. Um, a lot of people aren't motivated by money, for example, but they're quite happy to, to put in the same amount of time um, and the same amount of effort, but maybe, you know, have a different work-life balance. Um, and it's just a matter of, a matter of learning who you've hired, basically. Um, you know, and what, what motivates them? Are they genuinely interested in, in learning and being better and, and, and helping your business grow and, and um, serving your, your clients in the best way possible? And um, of course, there's a lot of people out there that aren't interested in that, but occasionally you find people that are, and it's really important to, to recognize that and to, to capitalize on that. You know, if you've got someone that's, that's 
dead keen and 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 wants to better themselves um find as many training things you can send them to as possible you know uh, if they want to do some overtime you know that's cool too like but it's it comes down to the individual um i'm gonna have to come keep coming back to that <laughs> well each yeah every person has their own special gift that's for sure and something yeah. you point out that i really uh, that is very important for people to hear again is that there's just a lack of empathy on both sides. Yeah. Like how can you, it's hard for people to put each other, put themselves in another person's shoes. For instance, myself, I was very motivated by money. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a, I had a different career, but I always made more money carpenter. Mm-hmm. And I still think carpenters are way underpaid, but it's beside the point. Um, <laughs> I, when I got into that, I, I I'm driven and I, and I loved learning. And so mm. I think people like you or I, or people that are driven naturally and they love the trade and they love what they do most days, um, that it's hard for us to get inside that, that head of the other person. Like I am being told, you know, I had, uh, I've had several people on that say, you know, we need to just understand who we've hired, like you're saying. And that's definitely not how it was when I got hired. It was no. show yeah. up and work. Yeah. And like, where's your, two, where, your bags, bags on? Then I started being the boss and I don't think I was quite like that. I think I was definitely more empathetic. Um, but, you know, looking at it now, um, I do think that that's a very important thing to, that we have to consider. And, and it is the old school that needs to, to go. And we're always, we're, they always need to get out of the way. It's just the, the well, way it the all world comes, works. But. Yeah, it all comes back to, to psychology, really, doesn't it? I mean, it's all a matter of understanding how people tick. And it's all a matter of understanding how to say the right things to get what you need out of a situation. Um, you know, if there's if there's something which could get confrontational, then it's it's better to take a second, think about what you're going to say before you blow your top. Basically, <laughs> I mean, some some situations, of course, will be different where you know um, you might not have those few seconds to zen yourself before you lose your shit. But mm. um, it, it's 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 all about tact. Really, it's all about understanding um, how what you say is going to be interpreted and, and um, yeah, understanding how people work, which, um, again, from the hospitality background, it's a very important skill. <laughs> and you have a huge advantage over a lot of other people in that sense, right? Because you, yeah, uh, we talked a little bit before and, and you worked in the front of the house of restaurants and cafes yeah cafes yeah and so you're dealing with irrational crazy people irrational crazy people front and back of house absolutely yeah Yeah, there's (laughs) there was the customers and then there was the staff you know there was um i uh i was managing by accident i was managing a cafe when i was 15 Mm. Um, i dropped out of high school quite early and um my manager broke her knee playing netball so I um, ended up doing the rosters and the payroll and things. Um, and the the chef at the time was a very strong-willed um, Turkish man. 
need I say an awful lot more about that situation, mm. but you've become very good at, um, if you, if you want a certain result, um, making it seem as though perhaps it was their idea, uh, and then going, oh, that was, you know, you said that, didn't mm. you? Like you wanted to, and then that, that was a great idea. Let's do that because no one wants a 15-year-old girl telling them how to do their job, you know. Uh, hospitality is a very valuable, um, valuable place to start, I think, your career for anyone. <laughs> wow, that's, that's amazing. Um, and that you knew that at 15 because... I learned very fast. Making someone else make them feel like it was their idea is a huge part of this, of, of what we do. Because yeah. if you have, if you can, if you can let go of that, that ego and that pride mm. to make your client feel like it was their idea. It's all about the results. It's fantastic. Right? It doesn't always matter how you get there. It's just, you know, if you have a common goal and you want to get there um, without too much turmoil, it's nice to, yeah, like you say, put aside the ego and, um, and work together. And it's no compromise of your, of who you are to, to do those things. No, of course not. I mean, I tried this, the whole point of, of starting my own business now is to be able to live more authentically. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm tired of um, putting up this persona of, you, you know, or, or just following orders, following instructions, going, yes, boss, all right, well, it's your business at the end of the day. I'll just do as I'm told, you know, and now I can sort of sit back and go, actually, that doesn't align with how I want to do life. Um, and it's been really cool. It's been a really, a really cool um, mindset change, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to follow myself a little bit more. Yeah. What made you take the leap of faith? And congratulations on opening your business, by the way. This is so cool <laughs> that, like, I ran into you. You know, you've been open for four days. I know, right? <laughs> this is cool. This is a great, it's great place. A great time to catch you. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's been a great time. Um, what what made me take the leap of faith was I don't know. I've never wanted to work for myself again. Going back to hospitality, mm. I did a business paper, um, and it just completely put me off ever working for myself or ever opening my own business. Um, but I think when I did the business paper, I also modeled that on a hospitality style business. Uh, which in the current climate, of course, would be a, a, a horrific um, ordeal. So mm. Mm. <laughs> I think the, the skills I learned through doing that paper, I think, were quite good. Um, you know, provisional tax and all that fun and exciting stuff that um, perhaps is slightly different where you are. But it's uh, definitely um, set me up. Um, but what, what really set me off was I... I so I was working for this incredible boss in Auckland um, and where I, I mentioned, you know, the light bulb came on and it was like, this is, this is how it's supposed to be. Or, you know, this is how I, I feel that things are supposed to be, you know, this is like how I would love to run a business. And, and um, he does no advertising. He has no online presence. He was uh, certified in like the early eighties is all of almost all of his clients are repeat customers from word of mouth, you know, and I was sitting there going, man, this is great. This is, this is how I want to do it, you know, and he has this really amazing relationships with his, his customers and, and the suppliers. And before I started working for him, I was like, I was, I'd go around to the suppliers and I'd be like, Hey, you know, um, this guy's offered me a job. Like, what do you guys, what do you guys think of him? And every single person I spoke to was like, Oh man, he's, 
he's great like he's awesome he's always really nice to us and he's you know blah 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 and I judge people coming from hospitality I judge people on how they treat like their servers their wait staff you know and so for me in this situation the merchants the suppliers they're the wait staff you know um and if they're saying great things about him I was like oh this guy must be awesome so fast forward get a job with him and it's everything's peachy this is how how life's supposed to be he's got a staff member that's been with him for 19 years now um and then lifestyle change move to Christchurch work for someone else and I go oh this is not how it's supposed to be Mm. lovely people really really lovely people and um but just a completely different way of running business not wrong not by any stretch um they're very successful and but just different and not aligning with those new um I guess values that I that I had found and and picked up and and Mm. really resonated with and I that was the push that was it for me it was going well the trades are so busy everyone is so busy um the feedback that I was constantly getting from clients was was so positive um people are so open to having to having women in their in their home you know and that's what it is it's it's people's home it's not just a house you're not just da 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 here I am fix your tap and off I go again it's 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 people's homes it's their safe space you know it's a privilege to be welcomed into into their safe space and that's something that I always tried to drum into the apprentices at this last place I said take your shoes off pretend this Mm. is your grandma's house you know amazing it's just really really basic like clean up after yourself just if if you're if your nana had a, a tradie come over and they left this place a mess and they walked in with their muddy boots you'd be pissed off you'd be like god just be the guy that that looks after your nana get her bins in or something you know has the has the, has the rubbish truck just gone past could bring her bins inside you know just those extra little few minutes to just make sure that there's been a positive experience. And this, so the amount of feedback that I've been getting has just been phenomenal. Mm. Um, and that really gave me a big push. And I went, right, bugger it. I'll give it a shot. What's the worst that can happen, right? I sell my van. I go back on wages. Oh, well, I had a good go at it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I agree about the job site etiquette stuff. I actually oh, did a po- so much. I did a podcast about it because I was so mad one day. These idiots came to my job site and tracked mud through a brand new, brand new home that's finished, that's trimmed. They were the last (sighs) people in, both of them. Anyway, that's a whole new conversation. (laughs) Yeah, clients are happy to have a woman in their home. It'd probably be a lot better than a sketchy dude coming in. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I've got a a a great friend down here who um, who's a plumber as well, and. He's honestly, he's a massive teddy bear, but he's like six foot something with like short hair and, and tattoos and stuff. And he shows up at your front door. you like little 85 year old Doris or something. And this massive guy shows up at your house. Like he's honestly, he's completely harmless, but you got to open the door and be like, who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's a lot less, um, 
confrontational i suppose you know it's it's a big mm. deal open, opening your home to someone um and it, yeah it comes back to to appreciating that it is a privilege to ha- to be in people's homes and I, I i love it you know i get to go around and, and pat people's dogs and play with the cat and um I had, I had a customer once years ago in Auckland. They had pigs. And so I, I finished my job and I was like, do you mind if I go play with your pigs? <laughs> like, crazy animal lady. So they were like, no, that's that's fine. <laughs> you can go play with the pigs. Um, so yeah, I I really enjoy it. Um and and it's yeah, it's really important to remember it is yeah, it's a privilege. I really like that sentiment. I, I haven't quite used that word on it, privilege, but it is. It, I've it is. always, it's so important to, for people to realize, to, to remember when you're in someone's home that it is their safe space, as you pointed mm-hmm. out. And I mean, they put all their heart and soul into it. It's, yeah. the, it's the biggest uh, quote, investment, unquote, they'll ever make. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I mean, I don't, we don't own the home that we live in, but, you know, I'm quite, ha- well, can I say I'm quite house proud? I like my safe space, mm-hmm. you know, and I would want someone to treat my, my space with as much respect that I feel that I put into theirs, you know, and, and it's, again, it comes back to the <laughs> treat others how you would like to be treated. And it's, it's really not that hard. <laughs> Um, but I think as, you know, as tradies, we get a bit blasé, you know, we do this day in and day out and it's, uh, it's you know, um, I've heard other people get annoyed when tenants won't leave out a key or something for access to the house. They're like, oh, they're, you know, they're not going to be home till four o'clock or whatever. And you just kind of, you go, okay, yeah, it's a bit of an inconvenience. But at the same time, it's like, if they want to be there, I get that. You know, if if some stranger is going to come into my house, then I might do everything I can to be home to to be around when they're there as well. You know, so empathy <laughs> comes back yeah. to that. Yeah. Now, are you doing call out kind of work or new construction? Both. What are you going to be doing? Um, mostly uh, maintenance, which is what you call service work, I suppose. Uh-huh. Um and renovations um i'm not set up to do commercial or or um big stuff um you need i need a whole different fan full of tools for that mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah just just mostly residential things um mm-hmm. at this stage i've um i had a phone call last week which just came at the best best possible time from um a guy who who needs some help um just fitting off a whole bunch of cookie cutter units. So last week I just, well, this is my first week. I've just spent a few days with him doing some contracting and um, I've had a few of my own jobs as well. And it's been really nice just sort of floating around in the breeze. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's a, that, that's a general contractor that's building homes. And then you're. No, so he's a, he's a plumber as well. Um, okay. He's got a, f- a few guys that work for him. Um, but it's just that big final push, you know, to get the houses finished um, mm-hmm. before handover. So I've just been, yeah, helping them fit off the houses, install the taps, connect the sinks and all that stuff, which has been great because I can listen to your podcast at the same time. <laughs> cool. I've just been cranking it. The, the diggers going on outside doing the concrete works and stuff. And I shut all the windows and I turn up the speaker and I go, Shh. 
I'm not snag. <laughs> You're a very good guest. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys, I did not tell her to say that. How are you going to market yourself? I know you have not only hospitality background, but some sales background. Mm. So you have some skills outside of skills. Yeah. So how are you going to market yourself? Uh, Word of mouth. I'm not interested really in um, uh, advertising. I mean, I I might, I might need to at some point, but I don't really want to. Mm -hmm. Um, My van's got no sign writing on it. Um, I've done no, no kind of promotion at all really other than my Facebook page and my, my Instagram. Um, But a lot of, a lot of the work that I've picked up already is purely word of mouth, um, which is great. And that's how I'd rather do it as well. You know, you've got that a little bit more of a, a personal connection. There's no cold calling involved. There's no tire kickers. You know, if they, they're ringing you, they're genuinely interested in, in working with you, you know, um, or even sometimes it's, they just want to ask some questions and that's fine as well. Um, they don't know how a process works and, and they're trying to work out, you know, if they can, renovate their bathroom or and what's involved in that and I think women can be a little bit more approachable or at least I I feel that I can be a bit more approachable um when people want to ask questions because you know they're not going to feel like it's a stupid question and they're going to get looked down on for it um which I have I, I had a lot of customers in the past which have just been you know they'll ask something which you know we think is, is silly or, or or menial or or um obvious you know but we do this every day um so people will go oh you know um how does this thing work or how do I turn off my water you know like it's the most basic things and if you just take a few minutes to explain it to them and go yeah no well this is you know this is the valve and this is how it works and this is what that does and and they just feel a little bit more a little bit more seen, I suppose, a little bit more appreciated, a bit more involved. Um, and sometimes that's all people need. I mean, there's a, a, quite a few old boys um, at the merchants that I bump into. Well, I bumped into one on, on Monday. Um, and then two days later, I gave him my card. And two days later, I had a phone call saying, oh, hey, um, uh, I got your number off Lawrence. Um, he recommended you um you know you can come do some work for us um it was like a, a emergency housing for women so could not have come at a better time um word of mouth again um and it's that that sharing aspect as well you know Lawrence he, he's a plumber as well he runs his own business um but the fact that he's willing to to you know pass on that kind of work which he sees will be adventitious for me which is awesome you know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'm fully intending to do the same for him as well. Um, it's, yeah, helping each other grow, helping each other um, get better and do better. That's nice that you have that community of plumbers who want to see you do well. Yeah, it's been really, really nice. It's almost as soon as I said to people, you know, look, I'm going out on my own. Everyone was like, oh, give me some cards. Like, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you details out, you know need some work I'll yeah I'll help you out no worries so it's been it's been really cool (laughs) excellent and there's a construction boom there too there's there's plenty of work 
there's the there's time. plenty of work yeah i mean i'm not so much on the construction side again with the maintenance but right. um there's definitely a lot of work going on there's a lot of materials shortages labor shortages or holdups with labor um has started trickling down and so there's a lot of materials which we're when the construction are, are waiting horrific amounts of time for um so i think i don't know i think construction's doing well but at the same time i feel like it might um things might come to a head soon <laughs> um but this is why, you know, my my expertise, my my background is in is in maintenance, and mm -hmm. I think if you have the skills to be able to um, fix something to keep it going, as opposed to replacing it, um, people see a lot of value in that. Because <laughs> I have one client, for example, I'm going to next week, so it's replacing their kitchen tap, and we were looking at uh, Methvin taps, which is Methvin's a New Zealand brand here. Um, they make beautiful tapware and things. But the problem is, is that the prices um, of their taps have almost literally doubled since last year. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, well, you know, maybe we can make it work. And then I rang around all the merchants to find what no one's got any. You know, there's no, yep. there's no supply. There's, the prices have gone through the roof. There's no supply. Um, so, yeah, being able to fix what you've got um, is really valuable. <laughs> It is very valuable right now. And um, I think that because of the construction boom, a lot of plumbers are getting sucked up by the building boom. Mm. And there's not as many people do maintenance, mm. but maintenance is super important because a lot of people now aren't regular people are getting priced out of new construction and yeah. they have to maintain what they've got for sure. Yeah. And there was so yeah. much value in that. Yeah, I mean, by all means, capitalize on the building boom if you can. That's that's great. But at the same time, um, when that turns down, and and there's always, you know, there's always fluctuations. Um, but when that turns down, you know, you've got to have something to fall back on. Um, and I'm and I'm already back here doing mm. the maintenance. <laughs> are you planning on hiring people eventually, or are you just going to fly solo? Eventually. Eventually, I'd love to. I'd love to get some female apprentices on. I think it'd be a really cool way to um, to grow the grow the industry. There's a lot more women getting into trades. Um, the social media uh, network of women in trades in New Zealand is huge. Like there's there's sparkies, there's builders, there's painters, there's plasterers, there's um, crane drivers, and everything in between. You know, and and we've built this little Oh, between us and Australia, you know, you've built this little like social media family almost, you know, you can, you can message people and have a complaint about someone or, oh God, the portaloo on site today was awful or something, you know, just, just giving each other someone to talk to because um, those challenges that we as women have, um, which might not, might not resonate with men so much. And so you can't, you know, go home to your man and be like, oh no. This sucked. It's easier to talk to a woman about something sometimes. <laughs> the social media thing has, yeah, it's awesome that that it's created these small families of mm. of friends, you know. And it's incredible, honestly. Yeah. Like, there's there's this great group of girls down in in Queenstown, um, which is further south from here, 
um, is a sparky and a builder and, you know, a painter and things. And there's posting photos up last night of them all out down at the pub and they're, yeah, tradie girls, you know, and it's, it's really nice to see um, that in, in amongst all of this craziness in the world that, you know, there's, there's the ability to, to find your people. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really cool. That's, that's one good thing that's come out of social media, I think. That is one very valuable thing that's come out of it. I, I would agree. I've got some virtual friends that it, it's really been awesome to get to know them a bit. And uh, because social media can just take up a little bit too much of our time. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think I'm quite guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> our cat, in fact, has actually gotten to the point where he'll come and he'll glare at you if you spent too long on the phone. He just sits there and goes, hey, come on, like, outside (laughs) i really admire a lot of the uh women who are putting so much time into sending a positive message and showing their work showing how to do stuff uh it's actually it's pretty incredible because i do so little social media compared to a lot of these people i'm watching and and following and I know how much extra time it takes me in a day to make some posts, to take a little time to just say something. And meanwhile, they're like making it out. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Making amazing videos and, and really sending a message and it's impressive and it's inspiring. Mm, It is. It is inspiring. I mean, I personally, uh, I don't feel like I'm particularly active on social media. I mean, I suppose I am. I do post pretty regularly but you're right it does take up a lot of time and um i mean even making reels on instagram like <laughs> so hard so i just recently found out that i'm i'm classed as a geriatric millennial um which means that i don't feel too bad by saying i'm uh, somewhat technically inept mm. uh, <laughs> So all this, honestly, I remember t- having to teach my mom how to like text on a cell phone and it was infuriating to me, but now I can empathize with that situation where you go, man, what's going on here? Like, what is this TikTok crap? I don't know. Oh yeah. I, I, I can't, I, I can't do that one too. Yeah. I'm with it. It's like, you know, since I've started a podcast, I've had to teach people how to listen to a podcast on their phone. Shocking. <laughs> What do you have to say to other women in trades? Get amongst it. 100%. Just give it a go. Honestly, like it doesn't, you don't have to, um, you're not going to be great at anything you try straight away. Um, so this contract thing I was doing on last week, um, they've got a first year apprentice and he very candidly said to me I just wish I knew more you know and he's not only a first year and I said to him man I said that attitude is going to take you a really really long way and so for women coming in you're not alone you know that everybody is is starting from the bottom your attitude is going to determine how well you do just trying is going to take you a hell of a long way and there's so many really good examples that I can think of um of, of women that I've seen on social media that are just a hundred percent authentic out there, giving it a shot, doing their best. And 
one in particular that I can think of and it's just her attitude is just so infectious and she's going to go a hell of a long way she's just trying her best who's that uh it's Hera she's um she's this gorgeous little Mary girl up in Auckland and she is doing her apprenticeship and she's always posting little videos and I don't know how she finds the time must have been on her lunch break or something she's always posting little videos and she's like oh today we're gonna like dig up this water main and there's a leak here and then like the next video it's like oh there's this block drain and and it's just she's got this really infectious people attitude and she's just out there 100% authentic being herself and she's gonna go so far I'm really I'm really proud of her you know we don't we don't really know each other that well you know we've bumped into each other over the years and and we have little chats on social media and stuff but I wouldn't say you know we're particularly close but I'm really proud of her she's doing an awesome job and just giving it a shot and that's all you can ask for from an apprentice or from a staff member or from from a human (laughs) being a human is really hard sometimes and if you can just do your best you know that's that's all people ask for what do you say to the men do your best it's the same you know everyone's everyone's struggling um in their own way um mental health from the trades uh down here has been a huge push in the last few years especially um there are so many organizations out there that are that are trying to to bring attention to the conversation of mental health um especially in the trades um up your ways there's a uh, littlest plumber she's she's been posting some amazing stuff um lately with regards to the statistics of suicide among among construction workers is phenomenal and it's the same so I say the same to men I said just do your best because everybody's struggling but if you can if you can genuinely um be involved and 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 have those open lines of communication I think that that's that already is is invaluable I think men take on a lot of was it Rachel you were speaking to in your last podcast Mm-hmm. She was saying, you know, men, men wear a lot of responsibility on their shoulders, you know, the, the breadwinners and, and the, um, the staunch attitude. And, you know, that's, that's all bullshit. Like the, the world is changing. You can't, you can't survive as on a single income family these days. There's so the roles, the gender roles are changing so much. And, you know, men can't carry all that responsibility anymore. So I think if, if everyone can just be a bit more genuine, if everyone can just be that, be a bit more, um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that train of thought. I think it's coming back to empathy. It again. is, I guess. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just a matter of, um, yeah, realizing everyone's got their own burdens. I think that you bring up a really good point about mental health too. And I'm glad you did. Um, mm. I think we should be talking about it a lot more than I think we should just beat that dead horse. Like just keep talking about it nonstop. Keep talking about it. Yeah, definitely. Because, because we are, 
we are ra- we are pretty much trained to bottle it up. Yeah. And that's, that's or at least my generation was. Well, even, you know, even this gener my generation, this generation, it's it's still um it's still this horrific systemic um issue where people are oh just you know you'll be right toughen up you know oh take a concrete pill or some garbage like that and it's like far out man (sighs) just just try and be a good person you know being a human is hard enough you don't need some so and so you know fobbing off your issues if you've actually if you genuinely genuinely approach someone and said hey look i'm really struggling and someone says to you oh just toughen up whatever find someone else man get rid of that person you don't need that in your life Mm, yeah (laughs) yeah that's a bridge you can burn definitely yeah or just walk away from i'm a strong believer in not burning bridges just just walk away from the bridge me too i'll I'll go with your (laughs) i'll go with that um Taking a concrete pill, I've never heard that before. Oh, that's a very uh, New Zealand, Australian um, thing. Yeah, just take a concrete pill, mate. Harden up. You just, oh my God. Oh man, I never, got, I never got to use that. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh well. It's too late now. You can't <laughs> it say is, it anymore. It's too late. <laughs> what Rachel said at the end of the show um, was no lecture, no... Hmm. It was just straight from the heart, like that, that men should be easier on themselves. And while we're trying to raise awareness about women's issues in, 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 in women in construction this week and this month, I see a lot more empathy for the men. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. Well, you know, I think the best way that we're going to get through all of the current issues in the world as, as a society, as, as a, as a, as a race is by, by trying to go, go forwards together. You know, there's no, there's, I don't, I don't like this, this us and them and, 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 you know, them versus those people. And it's bullshit. We're all the same. We're all the same. Everybody is, um, fighting their own their own battles and if you can just be a good person and be genuine and you know not everyone's going to align with with what you what you believe or not everyone's going to um see things from from your perspective and that's fine that's because we're all different but being able to just go okay well you know that's how you feel about this um but i feel differently but we're adults and we can respect the fact that, you know, everybody has a different way of looking at things and moving forwards from that point. Um, I think if we can do that, we'll be great. <laughs> um, but getting to that point, I think, is maybe going to take a little while still. Change comes slowly. It's happening, though. It does. It does. And it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah, being able to work together men and women construction and not construction and it comes back to the having a common common goal you know where do we want to go how do we work together to get to where we want to go um and there should yeah there shouldn't be any you versus me or us versus them that's let's work together and, and and work out how we can get there
what would you tell a little girl if you said, what are you going to be when you grow up? And she said, I'm going to be a plumber. What would you tell her? Oh, don't do it. It's awful. No. <laughs> I'd say, great. Come and find me when you're a bit older and we'll get you on the tools. My neighbor's daughter actually is is an absolutely fierce little little woman. And she's, how old is she now? She'll be 11, I think, mm -hmm. 11 or 12. And this this kid can do the most backflips I've ever seen in my life on a trampoline. Like she's mm. got st stamina like you would not believe. <laughs> and and she's so full on. And she's she asks the most existential questions. You know, do you enjoy being a grown-up oh god don't ask me this stuff <laughs> like, and to see to see strong strong children like that coming through with those attitudes i think it's it, it's bodes really well for for mankind um and if we can if we can um nurture nurture that next generation into into being good people no matter what they get into um if it's plumbing if it's building if it's electrical if it's being the president i don't know um then they're gonna do awesome but we just yeah we've got to uh again work together to to open all those doors speaking <laughs> of tools tools uh, uh we'll do a little speed round. what's your favorite tool oh what like of everything that i have yeah yeah Oh man, you really put me on the spot here. What's well, they're inanimate, cool? so they're not going to feel this. They can't. No, but it. I will. I'll feel this, <laughs> and the next time I go and use something else, I'll be like, "You weren't my favorite, man." What's my favorite tool? Probably my van. Is that a tool? Mm. Yeah, my van. I love. It gets my you go where you're going, and it hauls all your tools. So it does. It's a good one, and it's got it's got great speakers in it. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. You can hear me coming from the other side of town. <laughs> what is the most useful tool? The most useful tool. Is it a, I'm a plumber, right? Should be a plunger, shouldn't it? <laughs> that would that would fit the stereotype. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe my driver, my drills, my driver. Um I love my hammer drill. Oh, <gasps> My air compressor. I bought a Milwaukee air compressor. <laughs> it's cool. awesome. What is your where have you been all my life tool? Oh. Where have you been all my life tool? The air compressor is really handy. Um, God. Man, you, just, you didn't prepare me for these. <laughs> <laughs> Air compressor, you don't, it, there's no, there's no right answer. There's no right or wrong. I know, I, I get right. that. I'm just trying to be genuine, man. I'm just yeah. trying to, yeah. No, truck and I air just, compressor. I'm a truck um, and my air compressor. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you're really good. Now I'm really going to put you on the spot. <laughs> oh, um, no. It's getting personal. What's the best joke? The best joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What I'll come is, back to that one. Okay. Pass. No, I'll come that's, back to that that's, one. that's that's I don't really I, I don't remember jokes ever. So, <laughs> um, but it's a good it's a we all need some jokes. Okay. It's good. Well, it's good to yeah. be armed with the joke to diffuse a situation. Definitely. Um, um, 
best job site snack? Oh, snacks. I love a good snack. There's so many. Muesli bars are kind of boring these days, I think. That's like old people food. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> See, I am getting old. Um, no, uh, maybe at the moment would be peaches. Um, mm. Our neighbor has a peach tree, which you probably can't see through the blinds there, but our neighbor has a peach tree which hangs over our side of the fence and they've got the, they're the most amazing little juicy, that just run, runs down your arms and oh, so good. Peaches. Wow, I'm super envious. <laughs> I'd send you some, but they wouldn't yeah. be in good nick by the time they no, got there. No, everything gets shipped here and, and it's not a good time for fruit right now. What's, what's like the best local food? Probably seafood. I mean, we've mm. got an amazing, we've got an amazing um, food production in this country. Like mm. so much of our country is, is shoreline. Um, and we have, yeah, everything from shellfish to deep sea fish and everything in between. And um, I couldn't put, a, I couldn't put my finger on the best. It depends on what your food, uh, your, your mm. tastes are. Um, but there's a lot of amazing food in this country. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Best jams. Uh, well, I have a pretty eclectic taste um, mm. in music. Um, probably job site jams has got to be something that makes me want to dance because mm. um, I mean, music in general, if it doesn't make, if it doesn't evoke an emotion, it's pointless to me. So it's probably uh, crafty cuts. Also uh, Claptone again, house music um great on on the job site i love uh subjecting people to my music <laughs> and then yeah everything from from you know old motown to to hard house and techno and um drum and bass and and when i was in high school i used to uh i love metal um slipknot and mm. pantera and so i <laughs> Depends, depends what side of the bed I wake up on, I guess, what I'm going to mm -hmm. listen to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, that's all I got for today. It's been a good time. And I was going to say, you know, good luck with your new business, but I don't think you need any luck. You're just going to walk into this and, and be very successful. I think you have amazing Thank attitude. You. Thank um, you very much. I appreciate yeah. it. And yeah, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking to me and, and sharing this. Let's have you back on in a couple of years and, and, see what you're up to yeah hopefully i'll have some more girls on the crew and we'll be smashing it yeah i like yeah. it and for everyone out there you can check out ella's work at plumber ella on instagram and on facebook well cool um do you, hey do you think that that the listeners out there today should leave us a review definitely i think they should um they should go who was that crazy woman from the southern hemisphere that you had on recently she was awesome okay those are your instructions people <laughs> let's get on itunes and write that review until next time thanks ella hey guys right now i want to give a shout out to alexander damon out of rome georgia who gave me some great ideas for questions for guests and he wrote me a review after he wrote the review he wrote me and said Hey, you know, we usually only write reviews when we don't like something, but I really thought it was important to write a review for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. And here's a public service announcement from Ella Starr. For all the man children still wearing muddy boots in the new homes, 
and existing homes. It is a privilege to ha- to be in people's homes. So if your Nana had a, a tradie come over and they left this place a mess and they walked in with their muddy boots, you'd be pissed off. Mm-hmm.